Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet where we help you live in abundance, both spiritually, practically. We help you take your business from five, six, seven, even eight figures and help you live your best life. When I tell you this next guest is going to change the way you think about speaking, he's going to change the way you think about life. He's going to help you change the way you think about purpose and get you to speak your way to millions, right? When we think about fears, people fear public speaking more than they fear death. No, I'm serious. People fear public speaking more than they fear death. But this man has spoken over 4,000 times and literally has gotten paid to do so. When you talk about goats and greatest of all time, this man falls in that category because now not only does he speak, he helps speakers speak and speak better. I got my man, my OG in the building. Dr. Del Toro is in the building. What's up, brother? Love you, fam. I love you, you, Love you, love you, man. Nothing but love, friend. Oh, man. You know, I'm excited, man, because for me, um, you know, I have been uh, in, I guess, the public speaking game for almost 20 years now, right? I, I think my first, uh, you know, paid speaking engagement was 2004. Um, so we, we coming up on a, on the 20 uh, 20 year uh, anniversary of the first time, you know, I got on stage, and I, I'm gonna tell you, it was frightening. Um, you know, especially as somebody uh, who grew up in the hood, um, who, you know, what you looking at, right? You don't want nobody looking at you, right? And so now I purposely put myself on a space where people actually are looking at me. Right. Um, but even when I started, um, you know, you were one of the people that I was looking at. And I was like, oh, this guy, this guy cold, man. And so, you know, you know, almost two decades later. And I'm a young cat, though, too, so don't get that twisted. I'm still young. Um, but, you know, over two decades later, um, you're still killing it at a high level, um, you know, and and, and that, t- that talks to uh, the level of professional, um, the level of mastery that you've done from a public uh, speaking perspective. Um, and so I really want to get into how did you become a master over 4,000 paid speeches, all of that. But before we go there, before we go there, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. for those who don't know, who is Dr. Del Toro? <laughs> Man, I'm humbled to really, really be here. I'm really excited about being in the vault, man. This is a remarkable opportunity, brother. I love you dearly, and I love this platform. So, man, I'm a humble dude from Tampa, Florida, man. Uh, I was raised by an incredible mother. Every time people ask me about my speaking gift, I go directly to the source. My mom passed away nine years ago, brother. And every single day, I miss my mom, and every day I talk about my mom. Because my mom was a Sunday school teacher and an English teacher. So if you were going to be Olivia's kid, you had to be able to talk. So from the, from the front, time I was two, three, and four years old, I got the longest parts in the Easter play and the Christmas play. I had to play Jesus, Moses, Abraham, Isaac. <laughs> All my friends got like Jesus wept, right? They got like two words. I got five pages of stuff I had to memorize. So it was pressure for me, man. And when I was in the fourth and fifth and sixth grade, I hated reading out loud in school. So what happened was I would go down, if I was the third student in the row, I would go and memorize the paragraph and recite it in class because I was nervous about reading because I had a weakness for reading. So that weakness for reading developed an early skill to be able to speak and to articulate, man. And most people don't know this, but in the fifth and sixth grade, I was labeled an at-risk youth. Told academically, I wasn't going to amount to much of anything. My parents divorced when I was two, so uh, I'm named after my dad. My dad is incredible. My dad um, has been in a wheelchair longer than I've been alive because my father was shot in the upper back twice fighting for you and I in the Vietnam War. Left on the battlefield for dead. True story. They put my dad into a room full of dead soldiers. The only way they knew he was alive is his eyes were blinking feverishly, and somebody said, grab that one. They grabbed him out. My dad could have sat back on a government check his whole life as a disabled veteran, but he became the national director of the Paralyzed Veterans Association of America, creating policy for disabled veterans for over 20 years. I share that to say this. My background came from my 
My gift of speaking came from my mother. But the fortitude and the grit and the fight and the hustle and the determination to never quit and gave up came from my dad. Wow, wow. That, <laughs> I, and and that, that's, that's such an uh, awesome story. And that really um, kind of helps put the piece of the puzzle together, especially yeah. for me, you know, someone who's familiar with your work. And uh, I mean, you've done some phenomenal things, you, uh, you know, as a speaker, as an author, as an entrepreneur. Um, and so, you know, that, that kind of makes sense when you look at that, you know, the, the, the cough that you're cut from. Yes, you, know, you know what I'm yes, saying to, to, to do that and so um, when you like like you're considered one of the greatest speaker trainers out there like you are you know top of the top um, you know you know when, when we speak of the goats when we speak of the Les Browns the Eric Thomases yes, yes, yes. like these people like your name is in that conversation yes, right um, you know you know you know like 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 what got you to that level um, and, and you know meaning like um, you know how was that journey for you yes. Yeah. Getting from you know, I know you started when you were young, yeah. but to get to this, this this like upper echelon of speakers, Correct. you know, talk to us about how you get to that to that level. Fantastic question, man. So for me, in the sixth grade, everything shifted for me because I got my first black teacher in the sixth grade. So I'm in this room full of all at-risk kids, and this story has actually made it to the main platform of Lakewood Church. Pastor Joel Oston has told my story two times in two separate st- sermons about this exact concept. So I'm in this classroom full of all at-risk kids. And my first black teacher, her name is Miss Diane Williams, walks into class on the first day, Ash. And she says, I don't know why I'm saying this to you, but you are not a youth at risk. You are a youth at promise. And she said, I'm not just going to teach you this year. I'm going to mentor you this year. So the first woman that really spoke life into me outside of my mother was my sixth grade teacher. And she decided to mentor me. And that was a big deal for me. And so that began to start to really help me understand the importance of mentorship at an early age. I'm watching movies. I'm seeing the Karate Kid. I'm seeing right. I'm seeing. I'm seeing Rocky, and I'm like, there's this awesome mentoring component that I'm really drawn to. So mentorship has always been a big deal to me, Ash. And so I said, once I make it, I want to help as many other people make it as well, bro. So for me, what happened was uh, I finished high school and I go to Florida State, get a bachelor's and master's, two degrees in five years with a 4.0 and no debt, man. And my passion for doing college so well was because I was raised by a single mother. So Olivia, I didn't want my mom to struggle having to put me through school. So I became an orientation leader when I was in college. And I was giving all these presentations to parents and students about why they should come to Florida State. All these parents tell me, you're a great speaker. You're a great communicator. My first black professor at Florida State was a gentleman by the name of Dr. Lee Jones. He had a he had a bachelor's, two masters, and a PhD. He was short, he wore a bow tie, and he walked fast. <laughs> he was an itinerant speaker. And man, he taught me the game. I met him my freshman year, long before I met Bishop T.D. Jakes, long before I met uh, Les Brown, long before I met Dr. Willie Jolly. All the, my first real mentor professionally was Dr. Lee Jones. And man, he groomed me in the speaking game. While I was in college, wow. I joined Toastmasters in college mm. as a grad student. Mm. And I was getting all these awards for being a great speaker. Yeah. Fast forward 20 years, 2017, I'm the opening keynote speaker for the Toastmasters World Convention. Wow. Only black speaker on the entire lineup. Wow. Talk about the the, the full, circle full circle of that. Come on, somebody. You see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 man, it's, it's, it's been in my bones. It's been, yeah. it's been cultivating for years. I come out of college. Thinking I'm gonna work in corporate America for like 10, 15 years. Yeah. No, I got laid off one year new yeah. to my cushy corporate job, yeah. go from 50 grand to nothing in one day. Mm. And so I went to my first NSA convention, National Speakers Association yeah. convention, went to Orlando, was broke as a joke, didn't have any money. Yeah. I walked the lobby, I didn't go into any paid sessions. Mm. I met Zig Ziglar in five minutes. Mm. I met Jack Canfield in 10 minutes. Mm. I met Les Brown, who I'd already met before, in about 20 minutes. And they said to me, listen, pick a niche and grow rich. Mm. Pick a niche and grow rich. I'm like, what? What, We're right. (laughs) I'm like, what do you mean by that? It's like, find one thing that you've done a good job at and start there. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. Les said, listen, son, I'm doing a boot camp for speakers. You got to come to Maryland. It's going to cost you five grand. You're going to work with me in my house for about three days. I said, I don't have five grand. He said, you better find a way. Mm. Come on, somebody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 he, and he pushed me to come up with the money. Yeah. I came up with the money. I went to his speaker training. In that training, he said, son, you have a gift. Mm. You have a very unique talent. I want to take you on the road with me. We're going to do this, that, and the other. So I got a mentor. I got someone whose path I respected and I trusted, and I sat under him. Yeah. At that same time, Dr. Willie Jolly showed up in my life because I was going to NSA. Mm. 
started sitting up under Dr. Willie Jolly. So I started being groomed by people who had done the game. Everything that they told me to do, Ash, I did it. Every investment that they told me to make, I made it. And every uncomfortable thing that they asked me to do, I did it. And to me, doing that at an early age is what really set me apart. Now, one of the things that I also think is really important is I got my master's degree in curriculum design. And Ash Cash, you and I are really passionate about content. When I came into the speaking game, I didn't come in here with a three points in a poem mindset. I came in here with an understanding of how do people learn? Yes. What creates retention of content? Mm. Because most speakers speak for reaction mm. and not retention. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Yeah. Most speakers speak for reaction, the standing ovation, the right. aha of the audience. Right. I speak for retention. Mm. So I love to understand the way the human mind is structured yeah. and provide content in such a way that people always remember mm. what it is that I say. Yeah. And when you do that, when you're remembered, you can be rebooked. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Yeah. When you're remembered, you can be rebooked. Yes. There's a lot of people that give great rants. Yes. The problem with a rant is that two weeks later, you can't retain yes. what was said. Yes. It was great in the moment. You got a great reaction, but yes. you didn't get rebooked. Mm. And 80% of the most successful speakers on the planet are on what's called RRSB, Repeat Referral Spinoff Business. Mm. <laughs> I'm a, let's go back. Mm. The top speakers, people don't teach you this stuff. You don't yeah. see this stuff on social media. Yeah, yeah. The top speakers on the planet are on what's called Repeat Referral Spinoff Business. Mm. Gigs beget more gigs. Mm. Doors beget more doors. Yeah. Stages beget more stages. Yeah. They're not going out there constantly trying to find new new clients. Right. They do one gig and it spins off into 18 more opportunities. Right, right. That becomes from retention, right. not simply reaction. Wow, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of, a lot of great bar. And so, so here's the question that everybody want to know, right? Because my insiders, they like me to get straight to the point. Let's get it. Let's Can get you it. get rich speaking? Absolutely. How? Absolutely. There is money in your mouth. Yeah, Every single person that's listening and watching needs to understand there is money in your mouth. I've given over 4,000 documented paid presentations all over the planet. Wow. Okay, I'm, the, I'm one of the youngest CSPs on planet Earth. You don't have to believe me. Research it through the National Speakers Association. Yeah. CSP is the Certified Speaking Professional designation. Mm. It's the highest international earned designation of paid professional speaking excellence. Wow. So I, I when I submitted for the CSP, I, I submitted over $2 million in revenue generated just from keynote speaking. Wow. Because that's predominantly what I do, keynote speaking. Yeah. That, that doesn't include product sales, mm. books, yeah. courses, content. That's just stage talk time. Wow. Wow. So, wow. It, you know, I've, you, you, you were at the you were at the event where I got my million dollar day award yep. for generating a million dollars in one day. <laughs> right. So, so, so yeah. that I'm living witness that you yeah. can make millions of dollars yeah. with your your mouth with your message yeah. if you commit to creating content yeah. that is really meaningful yeah. yeah, and that's substantive and that really sticks to the ribs and I think that's really what's most important yeah and, and, and let me ask this right because um, you know there's a lot of people who you know I have a story I want to share my story uh, can anybody <laughs> speak and can anybody make money or is it just uh, you know reserved for you know the, the, the Dr. Del Toro's out there not at all so, so yeah. I believe that there's nature and nurture mm -hmm. so my mom and my dad instilled the nature in me. Yeah. But I begin to start to nurture the gift. Yeah. And I think it's very important that we have both. You got to have some of those skills that were passed down. Yeah. But at the same time, I also believe that's why Maya Angelou says, and bring in those gifts that my ancestors gave. Mm. Come on, somebody, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's, it, and still I rise. So at the end of the day, all of us have some nature that was passed down to us. Yeah. But it's how we cultivate that and nurture that gifting that allows us to be successful. Yeah. And now, now I, I was born and raised in the church. Mm. And I didn't feel the call of God to pastor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I began to take spiritual gifts inventories and I realized that one of my greatest spiritual gifts, Ash, was exhortation. Mm. So I asked my youth pastor at the time, what is exhortation? He said, it's the gift of building people up, edifying people, mm. inspiring people. And so I began to start studying Tony Robbins and Les Brown and Zig Ziglar when I was 13, 14 years old. Mm. And Jim Rowan and all these amazing people. I said, man, these people make a living being positive. Mm. Let me find out how to create my own stuff and start sharing my message and my story. And then the doors began to open. Mm. The greatest thing that happened to me, Ash, because I'm only 44 years young. Mm. Been full-time in the game for over 20 years. Wow. So I went full-time at 24, champ. Mm. And there's not a whole lot of people that have that story. Yeah. But what allowed me to do it was... I got laid off from that cushy corporate job, mm. and I said, and I went to Zig, and I went to, I went to Les, and I went to Will. I said, what do I do? Mm. They said, man, you better get clear about the one thing that you know how to do really well. Mm. 
And that's one of the things that I want to help people understand. Yeah. Most people come out here and say, I just want to be successful. I got a story so I can be successful as a speaker. Mm. Your story in an hour keynote mm. is maybe six minutes. Mm. What are you going to say for the other 54 minutes? Wow. You have to have content. Right. Right. And everybody's on social media say, oh, if I, if I got a story, I can make me. No, no, no. Your story is part of your presentation. Right. It's not all of your presentation. Right. There's three kinds of speakers. Story-based speakers, talent-based speakers, and expertise-based speakers. Yeah. And then there's the secret speaker, which is number four, mm -hmm. which is what we are. We are the triple threat. Mm. We got the story. Come yep. on, somebody. Yep. We got the expertise. Yep. And we have the talent. Right. So most people have one or the other. Yeah. If you really want to be a triple threat, you got to have all of them. Yeah. And bring them together and create a powerful, powerful message that people need. Write this down. You are the aspirin to someone's headache. Ooh, say that again. <laughs> you are the aspirin to someone's headache. Yeah. You are the Benadryl to someone's allergies. Yeah. You got to get crystal clear about how you can solve a problem. Because yeah. people pay people to solve problems. Mm. So at the end of the day, these organizations that are out there booking us, corporations, associations, conventions, uh, uh, pro sports teams, all these groups need people to come in and share and teach. Mm. But they don't want you to just come in and tell a story. Right. They want you to solve a problem. So the question that we got to ask, bro, is what problem does our presentation solve? Mm. And that's what's not being addressed yeah. on social media. We're not talking about that enough. Yeah. We're talking about, oh, I just got a story. I can make millions. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. How have you packaged your story? Right. How have you positioned your content? Right. How have you harnessed your message in such a way that it permeates and it hits everybody in the room? Right. But right. the answer is, if you have a desire to speak, if you want to speak, if you want to inspire the world with your message and your story, yes, you can do it. But you have to cultivate the gift. I ask people this all the time. How many y'all want to make $10,000 a speech, mm -hmm. every hand goes up. I said, how many of you all are ready to invest 10 grand to learn the craft mm. and the business? 90% of hands go down. Right. And here's the truth. If you are not willing to invest to learn, you will never be able to charge to earn. Mm. Say that again. <laughs> Say that if you are again. not willing to invest to learn, yeah. you will never be able to charge to earn. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. So, so, so I, I teach people, listen, if you're really serious about this, Begin to start to get your craft together. Yeah. Start practicing, watch this, on audiences when the money doesn't count. Yeah. That's why I love Toastmasters. Yeah. It gives you a chance to practice in a safe environment when the dollars are not on the line because most people practice during a performance. Mm. Most people practice during a performance. Dude, it's illegal. Can, can, wow. can, I, can, I, can I unpack that for a second? Yeah, please, please. So, so watch this. If you get a call for a gig, yeah. the gig is a week later. Yeah. In between the time you got the call and the time you gave the gig, you did not have any other outlets to practice that presentation. Uh, yeah. When you delivered that presentation, I'm sorry to tell you this, that was not your best. Mm. You practiced in front of that audience. Right. Because your first crack at anything is never your best. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's deep. Let me, can, 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 can I do a quick exercise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do me a favor. Reach as high as you can. Reach as high as I can? Okay. Look where your hands landed. Put your hands down. Do me a favor. Reach higher than that. Reach higher than what you just did. Ah, uh, good job. All right. So I asked you to reach as high as you could the first time. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. I do right. this with audiences all over the yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah. I say, listen, reach as high as you can. Yeah. And they reach high. And then I said, reach higher. They reach higher the second, third, fourth time. Right. I said, your first crack at anything mm. is never your best. Mm. You can always get better and you can always improve. Yeah. So how does that relate to speaking? If the first time you gave that talk was 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 the was the first time the audience heard it, mm. you were practicing. You weren't performing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we need an outlet to practice. Yeah. We got to be on the backside of the desert to develop the gift and talent. So when we go before Pharaoh, we are excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that's where the power really comes from, man. Wow. And so I made a decision. So for me, I started in the college market mm -hmm. because my mentor said, listen, what have you done a good job of? Mm -hmm. I said, I did a good job in school. They said, well, go find a niche and grow rich. Mm -hmm. I spent the first six years of my speaking career speaking exclusively to colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. And I picked a niche. Mm -hmm. If I can give some insight to people. Pick a niche. I picked the educational market. Yeah. And then I niched again. I picked the college market. Yeah. And then inside the college market, I picked student leadership. Yeah. Because that's what I did. I tell any student, the smartest way to go through college is as a student leader. Yeah. That's where you're going to get the most money, the most scholarships, the most letters of recommendation, the most referrals, the most favor, the most open doors, the greatest networking, the greatest invitations, the stuff that most people don't get invited to. Yeah. That all comes when you're a student leader. Yeah. So I niched as a student leadership expert speaker mm. and went all over the world. I've spoken to over 2 million students live. Wow. Teaching the content. But I didn't just stop at speaking. I wrote books. I created curriculum for freshmen. 
and that's how we were able to leverage the game and monetize the message. Wow, wow. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I love that because, um, you know, you teach people how to monetize the message. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important because, you know, I believe uh, that, you know, when, when things happen, they don't, they don't happen to you. They happen for you, yeah. right, in, in order to help other people, right? And so a lot of us are, you know, allowing uh, things to happen uh, you know, you know, for us or to us, and we hold on to it. We 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 put it on the shelf as a trophy where it's happening for us to get stronger. It's helping. You know, it, it's happening for us to you know help others in in their trials and tribulations, right? Like we have this story uh, to, to to help others, but the the most effective ways to help others is to be able to monetize it, right? Exactly, yeah. It's to it's to monet, you know you know monetize that message. And so you say that there are um, seven mistakes that most speakers make, right? And I'm not going to ask you to share all of them, yeah, yeah. but can you share a few of those uh, mistakes that speakers are making? One of the biggest mistakes speakers make is that they assume it's all about them. Mm. And the truth bro, is, bro, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And here's the truth. I've never seen an apple tree eat its own apples. Ooh. I'll wait. Ooh. I'll wait. Where my bars at? Where my bars at? Bars... Gold bars. Okay. Yeah. I have never. You will never see an apple tree eat its own apples. You will never see an orange tree eat its own its own oranges. Yeah. You will never see a tree reach down and grab its own fruit and eat it. The fruit that falls off of a tree was never meant for the tree. Wow. <laughs> so, so so here's the truth. Our speaking gift is not about us. Right. I can't be speaking and then be. In, I got chill bumps. I can't be speaking and then get in the audience and take notes of my own content. Right. Right. So when I'm executing the gift, it's not about me. Right. It's about. In other words, it's our objective and it's our goal to plant trees under whose shade we don't sit. Uh, yeah. It is yeah. our responsibility to make it about the audience. Right. One of the biggest mistakes speakers make is they make it about themselves. Yeah. What is my story? What do I want to share? Yeah. What is my content? Wrong question. What is the problem in the organization? Yeah. How does the story that God gave me help me? solve their pain yeah how can I help them grow how yeah. can I help them get better yeah so take the focus off of yourself that's one of the biggest mistakes that speakers make another massive mistake that speakers make is they assume that because they have content that they're a great speaker mm. there's an epic difference between having good content and being an incredible communicator they're massively different skills at the end of the day you have to learn the skill of delivering great content. There's plenty of professors all over the world that have great content, but they're not impactful with their delivery. Yeah. And at the end of the day, just because an audience says ooh and ah and takes down a note doesn't mean you changed. Mm. Write this down. The insight is not the change. Mm. Yeah. There's a difference That's between good. new information does not lead to new transformation automatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are two steps in between. You need new revelation and you need new activation. Mm. So new information should lead to new revelation the information is, okay, this is the concept. Revelation is, this is how it applies to me. Mm. Activation, this is what I'm going to do about it. Mm. Transformation, this is the result. Mm. Yeah. And once people can go through that four-step process, yeah. then we can create change. Yeah. Another big mistake speakers make nine times out of ten is they don't have a way, they have not taken the time to actually productize their service-based business. Because uh -huh. speaking is a service. Yeah. So what have you done to replicate your gifts and talents and abilities outside of your spoken word? Yeah. Have you put it into digital courses, online courses? Have you put it into podcasts? Have you put it into YouTube? Have you taken your content and put it into multiple platforms? Right. So that have you published? Right. Because the truth is, publishing is finishing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. Publishing is finishing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A whole lot of folks... <laughs> doc, doc, I'm... I'm <laughs> the baby was only supposed to stay in your womb. Mm. For nine months. Mm. Yeah. And then it's supposed to grow up outside the womb. Right. We have 15-year-old dreams mm. stuck in our stomach. Wow. And we wonder why we're walking around heavy, frustrated. Wow. You gotta give birth to whatever to version 1.0 wow. of whatever it is that God's called you to do yeah. and let it grow up outside of you. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and we're not doing that, y'all. We're holding we're holding on because we're trying to be perfect. Right. And nobody taught us that perfection is rooted in fear. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So 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 we got we, we gotta get out of perfectionism and get into execution. You're gonna get better every time you give a talk. Yeah. Every time you get a speech. But you gotta put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. And so, what 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 are what are, what are three things uh, that speakers could do right now to like drastically like improve their public speaking skills? First thing that they need to do. First thing, if you really want to drastically improve your speaking now, number one, I want to encourage you to ask yourself this question: How did I do that? I want you to get a blank sheet of paper. I want you to ask yourself this question. How did I do that? And I want you to number one through 10. Ash, here's the biggest issue I see. Nobody talks about the danger of being well-read. Nobody talks about this. Yeah, yeah. Here's the truth. If you are well-read and well-versed, which most of us are, the problem is when I ask you to speak, what you're more than likely going to do is tell me a regurgitated version of all the stuff you've read. Mm. That's not a speech. That's a book report. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. A presentation is when you bring yourself out into a talk. Yeah. And you teach the audience what it is that allowed you to get where you're at. Yeah. yeah. I am a three-peat. I'm a three-peat speaker for the Million Dollar Roundtable. Mm-hmm. One of the most prestigious stages you can get as a speaker. Yeah. And I'm one of the only ones on the planet to do it three times. Yeah. First time I did MDRT, you know what they said? I give my I gave my rehearsals presentation in Chicago. They said, Dr. Del Toro, your 39 minutes was awesome. Here's the problem. During your talk, you quoted five people who are still alive. Mm. They said, watch, dude, Ash, this changed my life, champ. Listen, they said, if we wanted to know what they thought, we would have hired them. Oh, say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't even see straight, champ. If we wanted to know what Oprah thought, we would have hired her. Right. If we want to know what Tony Robbins thought, we would have hired him. Right. We hired you because we want to know what do you believe. Right, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bruh, changed the game for me because it taught me that my content mattered. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I had, to, I had to go and sit home and say, listen, so I took out every reference to anybody that I admired that was living. Right. And I only quoted dead people. And it forced me to rely on me. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to ask every one of y'all to do. Take a quick moment. And I know, I, know, I know you've read a lot of great books. And reading is incredible. And I want you to be well read. But I need you to get clear about what your content is. Mm-hmm. Stuff that you own. Yeah. Because God's allowed you to succeed at something. Mm-hmm. What is the thing that he's allowed you to see? If you've had, if you've had an incredible marriage for 20 years, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. If you lost 40 pounds without going on a fad diet, how did you do that? If you raised kids that got scholarships to school, how did you do that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, if you healed yourself of cancer holistically, how did you do that? Yeah. We've all done something incredible. Yeah. Make a list of how you did what you did and teach the planet that. Yeah. That's one of the first things. Yeah. Second thing is get clear about the greatest pain that your target audience has mm. and solve that problem. Yeah. Be the aspirin to their headache. Be the Benadryl to their allergies. And number three, show up and be transformative in your delivery. Mm. At the end of the day, people need transformation. Yeah. They don't just need a, a tickle feel-good message. Yeah. They need someone who's committed to really transforming someone's life. Yeah. Helping people shift where they are, from where they are to where they really want to be. Yeah. So commit to transformation, not just delivering talks and presentations. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that, <laughs> I love that. And then, so how do you, you know, because right now, uh, one of our insiders are looking, uh, they love the energy, they love, you know, all the information. Yeah. Uh, you you know, they, they they now, they probably did their Googles, and they're like, <laughs> oh my God, Dr. Del Toro, right? Legit, yeah. um, and, you know, this guy's legit. Um, but... They, you know, they still, they're nervous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're like, well, maybe he could do it. I can't do it. Right. How do you, and we all know um, that confidence level is really important when yeah. you get up to a stage, right? Because nobody wants to, you know, hear someone who isn't sure about the, the that message, right? Right, right? And so how do you... Um, you know, get to that space. Like, 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 what would you say to somebody who they know they have the message, they understand that they need to be obedient to God and give that message away, uh, but they, but, but, but they, but they're nervous and they're not necessarily confident. They don't know if somebody wants to actually hear their story. Right, right, right. So one of the first things I want to help you understand is, and that's really powerful, is that at the end of the day, and this is the, another reason why your content matters more than anything. The greatest thing that's going to give you the greatest confidence is leaning on your content, leaning on your story. Yeah. Because nobody knows your story like you do. Yeah. And nobody came to it like you do. So you got to get clear about, these are the steps I took. There's a level of of conviction and passion and fortitude that comes over a person when they share how they did a thing versus when they try to remember, memorize, and regurgitate how other people did it. Now you need all these notes. Now you need all these steps. Now you need all these slides. You don't need none of that when you're sharing how God brought you out. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 
So, so, so the more we can focus on our own content, our own material, the better and the stronger of a presentation we're going to be able to give. And repetition matters. Mm. Right, write this down. Repetition is the mother of skill and rehearsal is the father of learning. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Repetition is the mother of skill and rehearsal is the father of learning. Yeah. You're not going to be amazing at it out the gate. Right. You need to do this over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and practice on as many audiences. Watch this. And I'm going to say this to, to everybody. Practice on audiences that don't look like you. Mm. Practice on audiences that aren't going to give you the typical response. I've spoken for every single race, ethnic, culture, creed you can imagine. Mm. Why? Because guess what? The chick can't get a shout. Come on, so money is green. Hello. And I don't polarize. Here's another thing. I don't polarize my audiences with my own personal opinion on things. I don't polarize my audience based upon political issues. Why? Because the stripe on the back of the Amex is silver. Right, right. That ain't got nothing to do with race, creed, culture, ethnicity. I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let my personal views polarize my dollars. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, go up there and help people. Now, if your brand is to be an activist, that's different. Right. If you're meant to be an activist, go out there and share. Yeah. But if that's not your thing, go out there and do what you do. Yeah. And watch this. Let the light do the work. I say this to people who are believers. Listen, don't go out and judge people. You ain't got no heaven or hell to put nobody in. Right. Let the light do the work. Scripture says, let your light so shine before man that they'll see mm. what you're doing and give God all the credit for it. Mm, yeah, so I believe the more we can go into environments. See, I'm a marketplace dude. Yeah. So because I, I, I'm not a pastor, yeah. I get to go into all these different business arenas yeah. that would never necessarily invite a pastor. Mm. But I'm still a faith-based dude. Right. And I take my message into the marketplace. Right. And I've been a marketplace cat for 22 years, right. man. Right. And, and, but I'm still anointed in the marketplace yeah. and I'm still impactful in the marketplace yeah. because I let the light do the work. Yeah. Okay. And that's what you do, bro. Yeah, you know, I love and, that. Yeah, and yeah. we, we got to let the light so shine. Yeah, yeah, and no, I love that. And then so how, you know, how does <laughs> one find uh, speaking opportunities, right? Oh because yeah, I think yeah, that's, yeah. you know, one of the things as well is like, all right, I bet, all right, I got, yeah, I'm confident, but how, how do I find those, like, those speaking opportunities? So here's what I'm going to say. When you're just starting out, I highly recommend everybody, and do not discount or minimize this. Yeah. In the beginning, I need you to speak for as many audiences audiences as you can yeah. and you have the lowest barrier to entry. In other words, don't uh, 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 can I say what I really want to say champ? A lot of people are putting glaze on stale donuts. Mm. Mm. They put glaze on stale donuts because they, they, most people are letting their marketing take them where their live presentation cannot sustain them. Wow. Yeah. Because social media is economical, because yeah. graphic design is on Fiverr. Yeah. So we can do all the stuff to make our stuff look great. Right. You putting glaze on a stale donut because your talk is whack. Yeah. So first thing you gotta do is get an amazing talk. How do you get an amazing talk? You gotta speak to as, as many groups as possible. So in your city, I want you to find every Rotary, every Kiwanis Club, every Chambers Club, every Chamber of Commerce, every Business Networking International. I want you to go to Facebook events. I want you to go to Eventbrite. Find every event that you can where people are gathering that represent your target market and get in front of as many groups as possible and start giving your talk and start giving your presentation. Most of us are sitting at home, right, giving talks behind, and there's nothing wrong. Do all the all the online stuff. I'm not saying nothing about that. Yeah. But I'm saying at some point, you got to get out in front of eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. you got to get out in front of bodies. You, you know this, Ash. There's a different vibe. There's a different energy when you're out in front of people mm. and audiences can give you reactions. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, we're, t- we're trying to cultivate a speaking gift in a vacuum. Yeah. Get out. Listen, if, if a shepherd should smell like sheep, a speaker should smell like audience. Mm. I'll wait. Whoa. I'll wait. If a shepherd... If a shepherd should smell like sheep, then a speaker should smell like audience. Right. Stop being a prima donna. Stop blowing in, blowing up, and blowing out. No, 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 no. no. We ain't done. No, no, no. Connect with your audience. Yeah. Shake hands. Meet people before your presentation. Yeah. Get in there and give that talk. Inspire people. Encourage people. Hug people's necks. Right. Connect. Well, I love that about you, man. Right. Yeah. Everywhere you go, nobody feels like... Ash is too busy. He's too he's too big of a brand. Man, you love on people. You hug on people. You connect. And that's why people love your brand, man. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny you say that because um, a lot of times I see speakers uh, go and, you know, they, they go in the green room. They go behind. No disrespect or it, it, it's, it, it, yeah, no shade to anybody that does that. But a lot of them, they go in through the back. They go VIP. Like for me, I, you know, because I speak for my audience, yes, 
I don't think there's been a, a, a speaking engagement that I had that I have not, like, I sit with the audience, yeah. I talk to the audience, I shake their hands. In fact, and I love this, in fact, a lot of times people don't even realize that I'm Ash Cash, right? right? right, right like, right. I'll go and I'll sit down, I'll be talking to somebody, and they'll be like, we'll be kicking in and talking and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then I get on stage and then, like, their mind is blown. They're like, Yo, that's the cat. I was just with this cat, right? Um, and, and, and you know, the, the, the reason why I do that is because I, you know, life is energy. Yes, sir. And 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 if in order for me to serve you, I have to feel your energy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I want to feel like, like, are you nervous? Are you excited? Like, yeah. what's your energy? Right. And so I can match that energy on stage on. Um, and, and really deliver the speech based on who you are, opposed to, like you said, not delivering it based on who I am. Yeah, exactly. You know and that's huge, man. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so huge, yeah, man. Yeah. And, and, and I do the same thing, man. Yeah. I, I will be dressed down before yeah. it's time to do my keynote, oh, just man. chilling with a with a tracksuit on. People yeah. don't know I'm the keynote speaker. Right. And then boom, you go out there and shut in the building. Like, why did you tell me it was gonna be that powerful? Yeah. I'm trying to be among my sheep. Absolutely. I'm trying to feel you out. I'm Absolutely. trying to smell how you smell, feel how you feel, hear hear what you're hearing. Yeah. So that way I can really connect with you. Yeah. A lot of us speak, few people connect. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we really want to connect with our audience. Yeah. And connection begins with transparency, right? Write that down. Connection begins with transparency. If you really want to take your speaking game to the next level, yeah. start being more open. Yeah. Start being more real. Yeah. Start being more vulnerable. Yeah. Put it out there. Let people know that life has not been perfect for you, yeah. right? Yeah. Listen, I've, I've lost everything financially four times mm. in the last 20 years. Yeah. Been through divorce. Yeah. Lost real estate. Yeah. I mean, didn't, ever, didn't feel like the guy on the cover of the book. Mm. Been through church hurt. Yeah. Been through all kinds of amazing stuff. Yeah. And I said, I said, man, how did I survive all of that? Yeah. Been through a lot of amazing stuff. Did you catch that? Oh, <laughs> don't let that go over your head. Come on. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Yes. What, what, what if, Ash, God trusted you with trouble? Mm. Wow. What if he trusted you with trouble? Yeah. Have you considered my servant? Mm. What if he trusted you with that adversity? Yeah. Because he knew it wasn't coming to you, but it was coming through you to yeah. benefit someone else. 100%. Yeah. And when we come from that place yeah. and when we shift into a higher gear yeah. and we shift from life is happening to me, yeah. which puts us in victim mode to life is happening for me, yeah. which puts mm. us in victor conqueror mode. Yeah. All of a sudden, everything shifts champ, mm. and everything goes to a whole nother level. Yeah. And that's the whole reason why I wrote this book, man, yeah. to yeah. help people shift out of that place of, of um, oh, just woe is me. No, no, no. We got to shift some things into a higher gear. What you've yeah. done is great, yeah. but it's yeah. time to shift it into a higher gear. Mm. <laughs> and and, and and speak, speaking about, you know, shifting to a higher gear, right? Um, chapter 8, you talk about, you know, your posse, yeah. right? Having to shift your posse, right? Talk, yeah, talk to us about that, man. Talk Dude, I can't even breathe. Yeah. So chapter 8 is called Shift Your Posse because who you ride with matters. Ooh. Ash, check this out. Here's yeah. the truth. Yeah. When people are in the car and they're acting a fool, you might want to reach back and slap them, mm -hmm. but it doesn't impact your ride. Mm. On a motorcycle, who you ride with is life or death. Wow. If they don't lean when you lean, if they wow. don't move when you move, Ooh. it is fatal. Wow. So who you ride with matters. Wow. This whole book is built on a motorcycle metaphor concept. Yeah. Yeah. I've been riding for over 12 years. Mm -hmm. And thank God, knock on everything. I've yeah, never yeah. had an accident, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But God has downloaded so many lessons to me about how life and business parallel aspects of motor riding, mm -hmm. motorcycle riding. Mm -hmm. And here's the truth. Your posse is everything. Yeah. It's, I, I made chapter eight. The, the, the chapter about people in your life on mm. purpose mm. because eight stands for abundance. Oh, I was about to Come say. Somebody, let's look, 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 look. Oh, you, you, you already oh, know that's oh, going to go oh, you, you look. If you see the AC and infinity on. sign, that eight is an eight term backward because yes, eight is the number for abundance. Let's Abund go. Abundance. Come on. Let's infinity. Go. Absolutely. Wealth. Yes, sir. Balance. Yes, sir. Prosperity. Yes, sir. Would you use those same adjectives to describe your ten closest friends? Ooh. I'll wait. Would you, you, would you use those same words to describe your closest friends? Yeah. If the answer is no, you got the wrong posse. It's time for you to, many of you all have, you, you, you work for paychecks that your expenses have outgrown mm. and you've outgrown your network as well. And you're the smartest one in your group. Here's the problem with that. The top dog gets no teaching. If you're the smartest one in your group, you got to get a new group. Yeah. You've already outgrown your posse. Yeah. You're the biggest fish in a small pond. Yeah. Yeah. And some of us like that. You're the fine chick going to the club with the ugly girls. Mm. You know you're going to get all the numbers. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. 
<laughs> many, of you, <laughs> many of you are in business. Yeah. You, 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 you intentionally surround yourself yeah. with people who you know you earn more than. Yeah. You intentionally surround yourself with people know who you know you're more networked than. Yeah. The problem with that is you don't grow. Right, right. And so we got to shift our posse yeah. because who we ride with is absolutely everything. Wow. So one of the things I make people do in the book is I make them do a posse audit. Mm. We talked about this on the Today Show. Yeah. This book's been on the Today Show twice in nice. 2022, champ. Yes, Two times. And I was talking to them about the fact that we got to do a posse audit. Yeah. Go on your phone right now and make a list of the top 20 people you talk to, text, and video chat with the most. Yeah. And then in the book, I say, listen, put a plus next to that name if they're adding to your life. Mm put a minus next to that name if you really know that they're subtracting from your life yeah. you're gonna come up with a number yeah. and 9 times out of 10 that number is not gonna be impressive yeah. Yeah. time for you to shift your posse Man. there's only 3 people you're supposed to have in your biker posse mm -hmm. 3 number 1 is mentors mm -hmm. mentors are people who have done more than you seen more than you experienced more than you generated more in, in, revenue in, than you in your business yeah. they're further down the highway than you so they can tell you what's coming second person you need is a mate Mm. A mate is someone who's on the biker journey right, right along with you. They yeah. riding right beside you. Yeah. So when it's raining, it's raining on both of y'all. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. right, right. We go through the storms together. We check in the hotels together. Yeah. But we're doing the journey side by side. Yeah. You need people who are side by side with you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. In the trenches with you. Yeah. Who you can cry with. Yeah. Who you can be vulnerable with. Yeah. Right? Who you can lock arms with. Pray yeah. with. Right? Yeah. yeah. Then you need mentees. Mm. Mentees are people who have not even gotten on the highway yet. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. People that you can pour your knowledge, your wisdom, your insight, your information into. Because the truth is, every obstacle you've gone through in your life becomes a life lesson when you can teach it to somebody who hasn't gone through it. Mm. And many of us, you, you will never understand why God put you through half the things he put you through till you get mentees in your life. Yeah. Because once you, once you get people in your life who can learn from what you've gone through, now it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And you can make sure that that doesn't happen to someone else in the yeah. future. And I love that, right? Because <laughs> most people, um, and I love that you say because most people always talk about, you know, you got to have a mentor, you got to have a mentor, you got to have a mentor. Yeah. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that you have to have mentees too. Exactly. Right? Because if you only have a mentor and you're learning yeah. then how like who are you you know you know giving that message to yes, right sir, yeah. like 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 and, and that's the thing that's the cycle of life right in order to to to, to receive you have to give right? right and so if you're receiving you know mentorship you're receiving you're receiving receiving right. who are you giving it to and so that's what completes that whole on, circle Come on. is yo you got a mentor you got mentees and then those mentees need mentees that's right. and that's how we continue that cycle of, of, of moving forward. We got to. We got to. Wow. Because a, a lot of us are consuming so much stuff for like the Dead Sea. Yeah. The Dead Sea is the Dead Sea not because there's not enough coming in. Yeah. It's the Dead Sea because there's nothing coming out of it. Yeah. And most people are creatively constipated. <laughs> Another one. They're creatively constipated because we're not getting out of us. Scripture says out of your belly shall flow. Rivers of living water. You got to get out of you what God has put on the inside of you. Yeah. And birth version 1.0 of it. Yeah. Here's what drives me crazy. We don't birth stuff because we don't birth stuff. Why? Because we're trying to wait for it to be perfect. Mm. But every day you buy people's imperfect products mm. and your revenue funds their research and development. Mm. Right? So you're funding their research and development. They knew it was imperfect when they when they sold it. Right. That iPad ain't perfect. That's nice. why you got to keep downloading nice. it. The app wasn't perfect. That's why you got to keep updating yeah. it. Nothing you buy is perfect when you get it. Yeah. But they put version 1.0, 3.0, 10.0 out yeah. there, and we buy the imperfection, yeah. but we delay our goals and dreams waiting to be perfect. Wow. Wow. We've got to get our stuff Powerful, out there, man. Powerful. And so right now, somebody like somebody is on fire. They got this. They want this message. Uh, you have a five-day experience, a five-day challenge. You call that it right, can, an experience. Right, right. an experience, yeah. right, that's going to help people, you know, monetize their message. Yes, Talk sir. to us about that. So I created a five-day challenge called the Monetize Your Message Challenge. Yeah. And the whole purpose of the challenge is to take people through a five-day experience yeah. to help them understand the different aspects of what it means to first of all get their own mindset right. Yeah. What's, what's amazing to me about this challenge is that most people struggle with their own money consciousness and their own money psychology. Yeah. But did you want to come out here and make all this money in the speaking industry? Let's get you right yeah. and your mindset around money right yeah. so that you can go out there and speak right yeah. and then earn right. Mm. 
right? So that way you can now manage it, right? And all the other stuff that you teach. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir, yes, but sir. you can't do that yeah. if you don't have yourself together. So we yeah. take people through a five-day experience where we help them to learn how to monetize their message, yeah. get clear about what their message is, not regurgitated stuff from somebody else. Yeah. We help them craft their content, craft their story, craft their marketing, yeah. craft their unique position in the marketplace. Because yeah. at the end of the day, there's 12 different ways you can do the speaking industry. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it the way Ash does. You ain't right. got to do it the way Dr. Del Toro does it. Right. You ain't got to do it the way Myron does it. You ain't got to do it the way Tony does it yeah. or, or Lisa Nichols or, yeah. or, or, or Marie Folio, whoever your person is. Yeah. You ain't got to do it. You can, you can do it your way, yeah. but you got to get clear about what lane you want to ride in. Because yes. Ash, I've never seen a tree come out of the ground with multiple trunks. Ooh. Say that. Say that. <laughs> we come out... Every person that comes up says, I want to do this, I want to do that, I'm good at this, 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 and that. you good at seven things. Mm. I've never seen a tree come out of the ground with seven trunks. Mm. Wow. What allows you to become a master mm. is having one trunk mm. that is solid and firm. Yeah. And then you branch out from there. Yeah. And everything that you branch out is connected back to the trunk. Trunks. But we don't take the time to develop the trunk, so that's why we come out there with these whack branches, and as soon as a recession hits, yeah. as soon as a this hits or yeah. a market goes yeah. down, you done lost everything because you never took the time to develop the trunk. Wow. And people don't teach you. Folks do not hire jacks. They hire masters. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the one thing, I ask you this, what is the one thing you talk about? Yeah. What is the one thing that nobody on this planet could teach better than you? Yeah. If, what is the one thing that if everybody else had your notes, mm. they still couldn't deliver the talk better than you because mm. they don't have your unction? Wow. What is that? Wow. Bishop Jakes taught me this a long time ago. He said, Dr. Del Toro, excellence will never go on sale. You always have to pay full price. Wow. And he said, watch this. He said, when the butcher reaches, he only reaches for a sharp knife. Mm. Bishop T.D. Jakes taught me this. Yeah. Changed my entire soul. Listen to that. Yeah. He said, when the butcher reaches, yeah. the butcher is God. Mm. He only reaches for a sharp knife. Mm. He said, it's not your job when you will be used mm. your only job is to stay sharp <laughs> bruh yo t- 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 tell, tell, t- you know tell me about this right your first job you know uh, you know talk, 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 talk to me about this brother talk to me so, about so this, that brother. that vest has gone all around planet earth with me and this yeah. is another lesson for speakers influencers authors coaches find something find yeah. something that represents a part of your journey yeah people don't know this but but my childhood name was Tori mm-hmm. so that's right there on the vest yep. that's my first vest from working my first job at age 14 wow. I didn't want to party at Chuck E. Cheese wow. I didn't want to go to the little to little to little, uh, go-karts right they yeah. was it called ready now yeah, yeah, I yeah. want that I yeah. wanted I wanted to work yeah so on my 14th birthday my mom took me into Winn-Dixie which is a grocery store chain yeah and I started working and I was a package executive ash so so as I didn't want the party I didn't want the Chuck E. Cheese I wanted to work because I wanted to make my mom proud and I wanted to have my little name plate so I could take my little girlfriends out you know I, I want to make my own money yeah so I go in to start working at age 14 and I called myself a package executive. Mm. I didn't call myself. What, now, listen to what I said. It said, it was my job to secure the safe transfer of purchased items from the store to the client's motor vehicle in such an ergonomic fashion that it would facilitate a repeat visit within two weeks. <laughs> I was a bag boy. Come on, somebody. But I didn't call myself a bag boy. I called myself a package executive. Mm. So I knew something about branding yes. at age 14. Yes. Stood out was a little bit different. Yeah. I was making $4.75 an hour. That was my wage. Wow. But I was making $20 an hour in tips. Wow. That was my profit. I did this for about six months. All of a sudden, Publix, which is another major grocery store chain, secret shops me. And they said, listen, we'd love to have you come over to Publix. And we'll pay you $8 an hour. Twice as much. I'm like, okay, this is great. They said, but at Publix, we believe that bagging groceries is a courtesy. Mm. I said, "Uh, wait a minute. Courtesy sounds a whole lot like free to me. (laughs) They said, yeah, you can't take tips Mm. when you come over and work with us. I had to make a decision. Because at that particular point, I was already listening to Jim Rohn. Yeah. And Jim Rohn said that profits were better than wages. Yeah. And I had to make a decision. Am I going to go over to get twice as much wage and kill my profit? I'll wait for Because some of us, wait, how, how much money did you sacrifice your dream for? Just to get a double increase in your salary, but you could have made a million dollars if you had started your business. Or if you had scaled your business. Or if you had added three or four more streams to the business. At what point did the metaphor of Publix come along and convince you 
that wages were better than profit. Sell your dream. And you sold your dream. Wow. So I made a decision. I was going to stay right there when Dixie come on somebody. But but I learned that lesson at age 14. And I've taught that with this vest for 20 years. Wow. And clients say, can you come do the red vest talk? Yeah. And you know, and you know why that's so powerful. And I and I, I I can see why, you know, clients want you to do that. Because when you think about it, you know, Publix seems more prestigious Come on. than a Win Dixie. Yes, sir, yes, sir. And so because of the prestige, some people yes. will take the title, yes, sir. they'll take the look, they'll take all of that instead of taking the money. Come on, instead bro. of taking the purpose, yes, right? Yes. Someone who is uh good at doing hair, yes. right, and right. who can make six, seven figures as a hairstylist. Right. Right, right. Will, will leave and be an HR director right, right, just right, because right. they can wear the... Come on, Doc. Come on. Wow. <laughs> At what point did you wow. sell the dream? At what point, y'all? Listen, I know... I Look, <laughs> the church doors are open. <laughs> I know he's talking to your heart right now. And, and, and Ash, I got to share this one. Yeah, yeah. You asked me something earlier that I want to double-click on if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah. You said... Talk to the person who is struggling with confidence right. about really stepping into whatever your next is. Yeah. And I just want to share something with you that I know blessed this gentleman's heart. And I want to share something with you powerful. And it's called The Cat Don't Care. Mm. It's from chapter 10 in my book. Yeah. I need you to understand something powerful family. All around the world, the lion... I'm going to sit up on this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All around the world. Wait, hold on, y'all. Catch catch this bar. (laughs) Catch these bars. Hold on. He sat up. He sat up. So, you know, he about to give you some bars. Catch the bars. All around the world, the lion is considered the king of the jungle. Now, Ash, this blew my mind, bro, because the lion technically has a lot of disqualifying attributes about itself that don't really qualify it to be king. Mm. For example, the lion is not the fastest animal in the jungle. Mm. The cheetah is a whole lot faster. 100%. The lion is not even the biggest animal in the jungle. The elephant is a whole lot bigger. The lion is not the heaviest animal in the jungle. Hippopotamus is a whole lot heavier and has greater biting power. Mm. Lion is not the tallest animal in the jungle. Giraffe is a whole lot taller. The lion is also not the the, the smartest animal in the jungle. The monkey's got him on that one. Mm. So the lion's got all, he's not the strongest, he's not the biggest, he's not the heaviest, he's not the fastest. Mm. In other words, the lion doesn't have the biggest social media follower. Mm. I'll wait for you. Mm. The the lion doesn't have the biggest email list. I'm going to wait for you. The lion didn't get the biggest amount of money in the PPP loan during the recession. The lion didn't roll with both parents in the house. I'm going to wait for you. The lion didn't have every advantage, didn't see a good example of, of motherhood or fatherhood. Parents divorced early. The lion didn't have all of those advantages. But the lion is still the king of the jungle for one reason. And it's not because that lion believes that he is. And that lion sees all those other animals as one word, champ, lunch. (laughs) And that lion says, if I take you down, I feed my family for a week. The lion is the king of the jungle because when he or she roars, you can hear that voice for five miles. We started this episode talking about the power of public speaking. When the lion roars, you can hear that roar for five miles. It's not your job to be the fastest, the smartest, the tallest, the biggest, the heaviest, but it is your job to roar. And when you roar, you put fear in the enemy. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Man, your confidence comes from your ability. Ah, to roar, baby. I told you it's the goat, y'all. Y'all, y'all wasn't. Y'all thought I was playing. Y'all thought I was playing. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. So, so let 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 let's let's pivot a little bit, right? Yeah, bro. Um, you know, you know, Dr. Del Toro um, have spoken over four thousand paid talks, right? Um, if Dr. Del Toro could go back um, to 18-year-old Tori. Yeah, bro. Uh, what advice are you giving Tori at 18? Three things. Take yourself seriously. Yeah. Don't let your age stop you. Mm. Um, it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. To do it young. Yeah. And to do it without a whole lot of roadmaps. Mm. Yeah. Second lesson. Um date and marry based upon your future self mm. not based upon who you feel you are mm. 
I think it's I think it's heavy because yeah. most of us as we ascend, as we climb, yeah. we don't realize that as in this industry, you're gonna grow, you're gonna evolve, you're gonna stretch, you're constantly growing. Yeah. And you gotta be with someone who can handle your next level. Yeah. And I think sometimes, and I know I've been guilty of this, is that we tend to pick um companions and not partners. Ooh. Yeah. I was guilty of that. Yeah. Until I finally sat down with a therapist and she said, listen. Who you are is some, you. You pour heavy. Yeah. You need to be with someone who also pours heavy. Yeah. You're a ten gallon cat. Mm. Why you? Why? Why you picking projects? Why you picking Captain Saber hose? Yeah, yeah. And I had to go back to some 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 issues that I had to struggle with yeah, yeah. and fix that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And realize that the cat don't care. Mm. Come on, somebody, and be that lion. Does that right, make sense? Right. So that's the second piece of advice. Third piece of advice that I would give an eighteen year old version of myself is. Master the money game sooner. Mm. Yeah. Learn the investment game. Yeah. Learn the trading game. Learn yeah. the stock game. Learn yeah. the uh, learn the learn, learn learn the insurance game. Learn yeah. all those. Create the streams earlier. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and diversify sooner. Yeah. Create affiliate partnerships yeah. sooner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, w- I, w- I would I would say to him really master the CEO ness of mm. being an entrepreneur yeah. earlier in the journey. Yeah. I'm grateful to be there now, mm-hmm. but I wish I would have done some things differently yeah. if I was looking back over it. No, those are three things I would say to him. One hundred percent. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, finish this for me. I am anointed. Anointed. I love it. I love it. When it's all said and done, I will be the cat that the Lord says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Oh, love it. Um, I want everyone who crosses my path to know that transformation is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And whatever you dream about, you can bring about mm. if you commit to excellence. Yeah. That's it. I love it. I love it. And so, you know, as somebody who, um, you know, has made a lot of money in this game, yeah. right? Uh, what would you say is the most extravagant thing you've done with money so far? The most extravagant thing I've done, I'm an experience junkie, so yeah. I believe in experiences. So I love lavish vacations. I love doing the, the skydiving and all kind of, I like extreme stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and I just upgraded my motorcycle and I bought it cash, but I bought it through my business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so those are the kind of extravagant things that yeah. I've done, man. And, but I don't go too crazy. Yeah. Cause like I said, I've lost it four times over the last 20 years. Right. So I said, you know what, this time I'm gonna be smart about yeah, it. So built my business credit up, yeah. you know, and, and when we had our million dollar day, I bought myself a new motorcycle. Yeah, whatever it's saying, whatever it's saying, as you should. You know what I'm saying? Um, what would you say is the most impactful thing you've done with money? Mm. Set my daughters up for their financial future. Mm. Oh, yeah. My two girls are named Miracle and Hope. Ooh. I wanted my daughters to have names that they could always live up to. And I wanted my daughters to always know that every time someone called their name, their destiny was speaking to them. So, so for me, the greatest thing that I've done with my money is to teach my go- my daughters how to be incredible, brilliant, beautiful black girls wow. who who have a dad that's that's an entrepreneur yeah. who's living the dream. Yeah. The greatest thing that I've done with my money is go to go to their schools on yeah. a Tuesday for no reason and buy pizza for the whole class. Wow. You know, uh, go in and, and 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 speak at every school that my daughters have ever attended, mm. and so the entire school principals, mm. faculty, staff, all the students know who Miracle and Hope's dad is. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the coolest thing I've been able to do is to have the the, the time freedom right. to be able to be the dad that goes on all the field trips. Right. Yes. To be the black father that allows all these kids to come over and have pool parties and these, yeah. these parents don't think a second thought right. about having them come over to my nice house in the suburbs yeah. and drop their kids off for hours. Yeah. Setting the example. Yeah. When I took my daughters to the National Speakers Association convention, they got aunts and uncles from all over planet Earth because yeah. as soon as they said, you're Del Toro's kid? Wow. It was a wrap. Wow. They, they, Miracle Hope can't go nowhere right. around this world. Yeah. And they don't have a house to stay in, mm. a car that they can drive if they need to, a pool to jump in. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's called legacy. Yeah. Scripture says, your children's children shall be blessed. Yeah. And he also talks about this. He's going to make your name great. Mm. The greatest thing I've done with my revenue is to build a strong name that right. I can pass on to my daughters. Right. Legacy, legacy, legacy. We gonna let them see. <laughs> um, all right, so um, right now there's somebody watching uh, who has a nine to five, who is starting a, a business. Um, they're trying to figure things out. Uh, what advice do you have for that person? If your dream is bigger than your job, it's time to shift. If your dream is bigger than your job, 
it's time to shift because most people are caught between their paycheck and their promise, their destiny and their daily routine, right? Their dream and their job, right? The thing that pays the bills versus the thing that pays the future. So here's my advice to you. Whatever you water grows, if you water where you are, you harvest more of that. The nanosecond you you water where you want to go, you harvest that as well. So what I want to encourage you to do is to not treat your side hustle like it's a hot side hustle or it will stay a side hustle. Whatever your whatever God's called you to do with this side dream, treat it like it's the real thing. Begin to put listen. I, I call it like this. You got job time, dream time, then you got mean time. Job time is the time you put into that nine to, nine to five. Yeah. Dream time is the time that you put into manifesting that dream. Me time is just personal time you spend with family friends. Do yourself the favor. On nights, weekends, and lunch breaks, pour into your dream. On nights, weekends, and lunch breaks, if you will give your dream everything it needs, your dream will give you... Listen, Tarzan didn't make it through the jungle without having a vine further in the direction he wanted to go that he could grab a hold of to get his way systematically through that jungle. I'm going to say the same thing to you. Hold on to that job till that dream is solid enough. And then you grab a hold of that and, and swing on your way through the jungle. But make yourself the commitment to water your dream. And I am a living, breathing example of the fact that anything that you dream about, you can bring about. Yeah. If you think about it and you think about it, you can bring about it. Bars. Bars. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a, a quick lightning round, Let's right? Because we are literally inside the vault. Inside the vault, um, And what we do is we take uh, bank terms and we flip them, right? Oh, um, and so the first term is going to be deposit slip. Mm-hmm. Um, a deposit slip is the, the form that you fill out when you go into the bank to put money inside of the bank. Uh, for us here inside the vault, a deposit slip uh, is a slip-up, though. It's a, it's a money mistake, <laughs> right? Yeah. What would you say has been your biggest deposit slip or money mistake that you've made so far in your journey? Not firing people faster. Ooh, say that again. Not firing people faster. Yeah. Uh, I'm a nurturer. I love to give people chances. I'm yeah. a cancer, so mm. I tend to like to kind of, you know, coddle people and kind of build them up and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Fire people sooner. Yeah. If it, at the end of the day, my, in my career, you I get paid for performance. Mm. So if I don't go out there and crush it on stage, yeah. I don't get paid, yeah. right? Or if crush it in books or whatever, whatever. Yeah. But sometimes over the years, I've allowed people to stay on the journey because mm-hmm. I was trying to coach them up and develop them and build them and all sorts of kind of give yeah. people way too many chances. Yeah. The deposit slip, mm. holding on to whack people way too long. Mm. Love fire, that. Fire faster. Love, love that. Love that. <laughs> uh, number two is charge off, right? Charge off. You borrow money from the bank. You don't pay the money back. The bank is going to try to get it. But at some point, they're going to say, you know what? I'm charging this off. Uh, for us inside the vault, a charge off is what type of people or mindsets did you have to charge off to get to, you know, to be successful in your journey? That I didn't have to be inside the four walls of a traditional church structure mm-hmm. to be an anointed man of God mm-hmm. that generated revenue outside of the church. Mm-hmm. That was a big one for me because I was raised that if you were articulate, you had to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so the biggest thing that I had to charge off was the fact that I could be equally as anointed, Mm -hmm. equally as gifted, talented, destined, purposed, and articulate, and operate outside the church, and I'm not a secular person. Mm -hmm. I'm God's kid in the marketplace. Mm, I love that. I love that. (laughs) Last but not least, ATM, right? ATM, you put your card in, you say, like, give me me some cash, right? This episode of Inside the Vault... What, you gave us a lot of cash. You gave us some gold bars. You gave us some some bullion. You gave us some Bitcoin. You gave us a lot, right? Uh, but we want more. Our insiders always want more. Uh, ATM for us is another teachable moment. I need you to look in that camera. I need you to bless our insiders with something that is going to change their life forever. Something that they can't unhear. Something that once they 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 get it in their spirit, it's going it's going to haunt them over and over and over. Over and over. Yeah. Another teachable moment. Let's go. Let's get it. Another teachable moment. All your life, you were taught to live life one dimensionally. You were taught to live length of years. And if you lived a long life, you lived a full life. But that could not be further from the truth. Remember this quote for the rest of your life. You can live a hundred years or you could live one year a hundred times. I'm going to say it again. You can live 100 years or you can live one year 100 times stuck in the same pattern and the pathology of whack thinking, whack psychology, whack believing. 
the truth is you were meant to live life to the fullest. To live life to the fullest, you must live life 3D, which means you must live wide, long, and deep. Let me ask you a question. What is the common, common denominator between Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, Bob Marley, Chris Farley, Jimi Hendrix, Selena, Aaliyah, Princess Diana, the personality of Jesus Christ. Not a single one of them lived beyond the age of 40 years old. Mm. They're remembered throughout human history because they lived wide and deep. Mm. They didn't necessarily live long, mm. but they lived life 3D. We celebrate birthdays. We see it all over social media. Yeah. Nobody ever goes to Ruth Chris and celebrates a happy with day mm. or a happy depth day. Mm. I triple dog dare you to shift out of coasting and learn how to live life 3D. Because to live life to the fullest, mm. you got to live wide, long, and deep. My guy. <laughs> y'all appreciate you, brother. Listen. If y'all were not blessed by this interview, I don't know what you were watching. You were probably on Instagram. You were probably doing something different. I need you to focus up because this man will change your life. Listen, he has a five-day challenge that I want you to join. I need you to go to InsideMonetizeYourMessage.com. Tap in with his five-day challenge. Spend five days. You just spent, look, I already know. You just spent the hour and it changed your whole entire life. So imagine what five days is going to do. Talk to him a little bit more about what they're going to in the five-day challenge. Five challenge, we go deep, we go in, and we rock in and teach them exactly what they need to do in order to monetize their message. The three biggest things that folks leave our five-day challenge totally, totally transformed around is massive clarity around what they want to talk about as a speaker. Number two, massive confidence about their ability to go out and deliver. Number three, the conviction to charge what they're worth because most speakers are speaking for free 99 and they got to get out of free 99 and they got to learn how to have the conviction to charge what they're worth. So if you're ready to explode your confidence, you're ready to explode your conviction and you're ready to explode your content, register for the five day monetize your message challenge. Cause I'm going to teach you how to leverage public speaking and presentation skills so you can generate more clients, more contacts, more contracts and more Ash Cash. Hey, <laughs> my brother. I love Dr. you, family. Love you, brother. Love you, man. <laughs> Dr. Del Toro. Yo, InsideMonetizeYourMessage.com. Um, if somebody wanted to, to, you know, follow you, connect yes, with sir. you, where can they find you? At Dr. Del Toro on all social media. At Dr. Del Toro on all social media. DelToro.com is our website. DelToro at gmail.com. That's our email. Find us anywhere. We're so findable. We're so searchable. Cannot wait to connect with you. Take you to the next level and shift your life to the next level. And can I give everybody a gift? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Listen, listen, every one of y'all who's enjoyed this broadcast, I want you to text the word SHIFT. Just text the word SHIFT to 647-558-9895. Text the word SHIFT to 647-558-9895. You're going to immediately receive an email, all right, an eight-part video series on how to lean into excellence. Mm. Okay, because here's the thing: the motorcycles are different from cars. You want to change direction on a car, you got to turn a steering wheel. You don't have to do that with a motorcycle. A motorcycle takes 100% of its direction from your intention, mm. and a motorcycle knows your intention based on where you put your weight. Mm. So if you will commit to leaning into excellence, mm. you will shift your life and your business into a higher gear. <laughs> Boys! <laughs> All right, y'all, we are closing out the vault. Another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. Make sure you go to our website, InsideTheVaultShow.com. I need you to subscribe. I need you to, 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 to like. I need you to review. I need you to rate the podcast. Make it the number one financial literacy podcast that's helping you to live in abundance. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Inside the Vault. Me, I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me, IamAshCash.com. Become my friend on all social media platforms at IamAshCash. And look, insiders, I'm going to see y'all same time, same place. But guess what? In God's will. Sir. All right, y'all. Peace.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.